This is Designed to Change, Backstage Conversations. All right, the curtain is closing. Um, <laughs> welcome back, Marianne. How do you, you. How do you feel after this onstage part? How do you feel? Um, those were great questions and I feel ready to tackle things maybe a little bit differently yet again. I was like, oh, we should look at it this way, we should do that. So it was really eye-opening as it's been the whole journey to become a CED. Yeah. What, what people don't know is that we're still in the same Zoom call, right? And, and we, are, we are still talking to each other. We, we don't see a curtain in, in sight, right? We, we, are, we are making a make-believe world in the head of our auditor that's listening to this. Now, if you would take your, your uh, event designer hat and, and, um, and think about somebody that might be listening to this podcast um, and has never been to a 20,000-person event, because that's, that's, a, that's a big event, right? Uh, many people go to events that are like 20 people or 200 people, but what's that like, 20,000 people? There's an energy, just a buzz that grows through the week. So from my perspective, you know, I come in earlier and the, they've already kind of started putting together the exhibit floor, but you're watching it grow each day and you can feel it. And we tend to start off small with workshops. So that's a mm -hmm. limited number right and you just but you feel people and you feel their excitement to find each other again right long lost friends some of them see each other regularly some of them it's once a year and so there's just this real buzz about it um that you feel their energy and you feed off of it and their excitement to be there and to be a part of it and at the same time you feel with this organization these are really good people and almost a family and I don't want to say it's a family because it's not but some of them know each other so long you get that like <gasps> feeling again and so yeah. it's really just buzzy yeah you sometimes use the metaphor that um, you know what the internet is to computers uh, events are to humans right they're, they're the points where we connect and how we connect the networks of networks um, I really like what you said in our onstage part. You said, uh, you know, conversations and implementations are two things that kind of <laughs> need to go hand in hand in order to create value, right? Um, <clears throat> what what conversations do you recall from, um, you know, talking to other maybe certified event designers or people that were at the event? Uh, any conversations that pop to mind where you think? Um, that was a good conversation. Yeah, I've enjoyed many conversations and I can kind of remember some of my first ones with um, my coaches through the CED. Um, Stephanie 
had one with me as I was working on my project where she helped me see something in a new way. And I really love that, that it wasn't, um, it was an aspect that I hadn't thought. And I was like, oh, that's really interesting. Maybe I'll do that. Um, the ones, so that was definitely one where we implemented kind of mm -hmm. looking within my meeting at it. I think there's so many touch points in that meeting that really lead to implementation because it's one of two times a year that I get to see the volunteers. So, so many of those conversations, I had one um, with a member that I really value this past year about change management and really got me thinking through his organization was undergoing change. And so he was able to impart some advice that I found just to be really critical, mm -hmm. but really inspiring too. Yeah. and got me thinking. And I think those conversations, you can have them virtually, you know, if you set up that intentional space, if you're just hoping it's gonna happen while you're sitting in your house, it's not gonna just happen. No. You have to reach out yeah. and across those lines. Whereas yeah. an in-person, you can just run into someone and be like, oh, by the way, huh? And have that chat. So those conversations can really span and really change the trajectory of things, I think. Yeah. I think they're almost like inflection points, right? Conversations where you, like some a conversation happens and as a result, you, you lead into a different direction or you, you might shift direction slightly or, um, yeah. it's, it's funny, yesterday I was watching, um, I got back from making music so my brain was, you know, free of all the other stuff, <laughs> which is always a good thing. <laughs> And I switched on just the TV and, and it was a French episode of a French um, author uh, who's a neurologist who was speaking about uh, something very interesting where he said, you know, in order to create change, you need to have actually a second brain to uh, push your brain. That kind of made me think, like, what, is it, you know, what does that mean? So, I mean, you can try and instigate it in your own system, but the conversation sparks perspective and it sparks kind of pushback or you know pull in or whatever it might be and he, and he referred to to a principle of you know when kids grow up um, being challenged by whether it's you know uh, listening to music or uh, speaking to their parents or to siblings or to friends or whoever it's it's that exposure to other people that causes the evolution in the brain of specific areas, especially pertaining to language and pertaining to reasoning, pertaining to the ability to instigate change. Right. So it's it's, it's fascinating how let's say when you bring that's why I wondered like twenty thousand people together, like you were saying before, one of your responsibilities or what you want to do is help people find each other. Right. Content becoming a connector. Uh, even if you have 15 concurrent sessions happening and 20,000 people walking around, how do you get these people to <clears throat> um, to have those like serendipitous connections? But actually, they're not by chance because you decided to bring them all together into one destination, right? Yeah. I mean, well, what, I yeah, I ahead. really like that second. I was gonna say I really like that second brain to push change. Mm -hmm. And then which which really which type powerful. of which type of conversation then leads to the 
you know, is, is it the provocative other opinion or is it the, 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 the opposite truth opinion? Uh, you know, th these are often like, or is it the guided, you know, loyal, yes, you're on the right track and, you know, have you thought of this kind of opinion? Which one is, yeah. I'm, 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 I'm always fascinated by those because if you think back of the events that have been most impactful in your own life, you know, like when you ran into um, subjects or topics that really kind of create a new inflection point, you can probably remember which event it was at and roughly when it was, right? Yeah, you can. And I think it's all about creating that space, like you said earlier, for those amazing conversations. I think for a long time, events booked people back to back on things and didn't give space. And I think that's a real industry-wide change that's been happening is more, we need to create that space for them to have that, oh, wow, conversation. Yeah. And so how do we help people do that? In a diversity of people, right? You've got extroverts, introverts, you've got a whole range of different types of people. How do you bring that space together? Yeah. It's funny in our, in our EDC program, you know, that you coached, um, we never know who the people are that sign up, right? So it's like, we don't curate who comes into the program. And I was recently talking last week to someone who said, well, I'd really like to join <clears throat> the program, but I really want to make sure that all the people are like really senior like me, you know, in order to not, you know, be confronted with people that might have much less experience or, and it startled me a little bit to, you know, to actually consider that thought where we literally, you know, don't prune the tree on who should, like, we don't say you need 10 years of experience to become a certified event designer. No, some students, right, with zero flying hours, make some of the best event designers we can imagine because they're not held back by, you know, traditional <laughs> thinking or by experience, right? They think super freely. Um, I mean, how, how did you, because that's, that's also pretty scary as a coach, right? You go into, into a group of people. I mean, how was that experience for you? I think just dropping in. So when I did it the first time, just getting my CD, it was terrifying, right? Because you're like, who are these people? <laughs> and you have to be in this process with it being, at least for me, online three days. You had to be yourself. You had to bring your, your authentic self. Um, it, and it was a diverse group, you're right. Like there were people from all over, different types of meetings. Um, so it's not like you're just sitting there. I wasn't in a group of association planners. It was really a diverse group. As a coach dropping in, you find, I think, yourself gravitating towards some people. You just connect with, wow, like we connected. And then other people, you just, it's not like you don't like each other. It's just the connection isn't wow but i think the beauty of it is that hearing when i did the coaching to hear the corporate to the experience of people who work in academia because they have a really valid perspective and really valid ideas and then you've got people working on all different kinds of pro it's just really amazing to see that 
and cross your ideas. I think that is really so important that we do and not just stay in our little silo bubble, but go with the breath to really like that. create it's, great. And it's, and, and it's the type of space that you work in potentially, but also the kind of thinker you are. You're, you were mentioning the, the lead model from the event design handbook before where, you know, the different preferences people have in their behaviors, you know, might have nothing to do with their actual background or, you know, where they're from on the planet or what age they have or, you know, um, uh, how much experience they may or may not have. Uh, but it's much more about like a predisposition and how you function in a group of people, right? And um, yeah. we're always fascinated by the fact that the diversity of that kind of thinking is always present in any group that, you know, if you, if you have seven or more people, you know, 10, 15, 25 people, the mix is always somehow going to be represent itself in some way or other. And I, I find that fascinating, you know, because human being, beings are not designed alike. You know, we're not like, no. oh, here's, you know, the wiring for wire model A, wire model B, wire model C. <laughs> no, we're, we're all like completely different people. And um, we are, and we bring different perspectives to each other. And you know, I think at WEF, we're really working on DE&I initiatives right now. And to hear about it and, like, to see how it strengthens an organization is so amazing. Because then if you hear it from the view of maybe how the young professional's experience went into it versus the senior person who's been around. And, you're in the same space, but you can have two completely different experiences, right? Yeah. And so I think it's really, but then you get changed that way because everyone, and I think what's hard is maybe social media has made it a little more easy for us to get into really narrow groups. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think humanity f will function most like humanity when we're not in those narrow silo groups. Yeah, yeah, and I think this is where um, <clears throat> exploring these conversations, having many of these types of conversations is critical for us, um, but you also need to orchestrate those, right? So uh, Marianne and I have had a couple of calls, you know, around the EDC Mastermind and, you know, we, we ended up having really good conversations and then we, oh, we didn't record the podcast yet, so that now in <laughs> call three we're recording the podcast. But it's because we're having good conversations along the way, right? Um, and I, for one, want to thank you, uh, Marianne, for you know taking the leap of faith on becoming a certified event designer. You know, then <clears throat> you know hand, handing or taking the reins of becoming a you know coach for others looking to go through the same thing. Uh, but also now taking the you know taking the step to become a mastermind and continuing the journey. Um, we're looking forward to. You know, work with you on on elevating your abilities to look and act beyond the now, not just for you, but for us, for every anyone that's involved in that. And um, is there any one last kind of thing or tip or something we may have missed in our conversation that you would like to uh, maybe share or uh, with those that are listening to this podcast uh, in this backstage uh, element? 
I just want to say that the process is phenomenal in event design really is something that I think more organizations need to get into because it lets you, as your book says, change before you have to, but do it within a safe space. So you're not just haphazardly doing it. And I think for me, the process has just been articulating some of what deep down I've really believed about events. So thank you to all, and I love the community and look forward to the next steps. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Marianne. Um, next podcast, one year from today, will be recorded, but we're going to have many conversations between now and then. So um, thank you for being on the podcast today. And good luck on the WebTech upcoming editions and all of the conversations you're going to have inside and outside of your, conference, of your organization. Thank you. I look forward to it. You've been hanging out backstage on Design to Change Designer Conversations. Thank you for tuning in and don't forget to subscribe and share conversations online using hashtag design to change and hashtag event canvas. Want more thought-provoking content like this? Visit designtochange.online to purchase your copy of Design to Change, elevating your abilities to look and act beyond the now. Don't forget it's more than just a book. Experience a hard copy, audio format, video format, and even augmented reality. Experience it in your style and format. Tune into our next episodes and hear from more designers and change makers. Until then, we look forward to our next conversation.